Hello and welcome to the successful Encore Career Podcast Program, sponsored by Employment for Seniors. I'm Carol Ventresca, Executive Director of EFS, and let me thank our many wonderful sponsors who support this podcast program, including Nationwide Insurance, Central Ohio Area Agency on Aging, Age-Friendly Columbus and Franklin County, Thompson Hine, Rise Smart, and Circle 270 Media. So for those of you who have listened to us before, I am turning the table on my co-host, Brett Johnson of Circle 270 Media. Over the past two years, Brett and I have talked to many individuals who have moved from one career to another, pursuing their encore opportunity. Well, today I am putting Brett into the hot seat as he has also successfully moved into a new career. Brett moved from a long career in radio broadcasting and sales to open his own company as an expert in podcasting, helping many organizations throughout Central Ohio utilize this great new media method and technology. So, Brett, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Sure, it wasn't much of an arm twisting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have more fun in in our um, oh, yeah. sessions here, and so Brett and I do a lot of laughing in the background. Well, so it's amazing that we. We've kept it fun for a couple of years I now, know, and, and but I that's know. a good thing. We we look forward to the equipment being set up, and we're ready to roll. I we love do, it. I love we it. do. It and and uh, for everybody who's been listening, we've had a great time. We hope you have learned something new from all of our broad, uh, our podcasts. So thank you again for joining us. Um, okay, so Brett, let's get started. First, let's review your background in radio and media and the lessons you learned along the way. What were the accomplishments that you reached over the years and that would eventually help you with your career change? Well, I started back in 1983. I was still in high school in radio, so I've been in radio the whole time. Um, so with a variety of positions at a variety of radio stations in a variety of markets, um, eventually landing in sales, marketing, and advertising. Uh, that was for a better part of my career for over 25 years. Uh, I just needed stability. I was on air initially, and that's a very, you could walk in one day and they say, we want your key because we're changing format. Right. You can't raise a family around that scenario. Right. But Everybody thinks those the, the <laughs> folks in, in the uh, front of the mics or in front of your TV screens get paid a lot. And that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. true. <laughs> your, your job is on the line all the time. So sales is a bit more steady. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You always have to sell advertising no matter what the format is, no matter who's on the air and such. Right. So, yeah, through that experience of being on air, audio production, and then into sales, I learned to be a good listener, planner, and that led to long-term relationships with my advertising clients. My mm -hmm. What's called attrition rate was actually pretty low because I, I, I did a good job in listening and what they needed to do with their advertising and their marketing. And through listening, heard many of them talking about marketing differently about their uh, marketing efforts and what they wanted to do in the space. And, and a lot of them brought me in to podcasting because they yeah. had heard about it and they they were looking at different forms of advertising and they wanted to, to control their message differently than just a 30 or 60 second commercial mm -hmm. so that got me into looking into this space and led me to where I am right now wonderful yeah. so and, and as you and I have talked over the years I know you have a long-term relationship with your with the uh, vendor the clients who mm -hmm. who do advertising with you and I for, for those of us who know, uh, who are listening, who know Employment for Seniors, um, we've become aggressive as sellers of our services sure. because of what you taught us. And so you're, you took your lessons 
um, and have taught other people in terms of sales. And now you're doing the same thing with the podcasting. The other thing I wanted to, to mention too, if I understand this correctly, radio is not stagnant, but it's a pretty narrowly focused medium. Correct. And so um, when you look at TV, there's a lot going on. There's an incredible amount of stuff going on internet. So podcasting kind of blends all of those together when you start pushing those podcasting into various other social media, Mm -hmm. into the internet, into websites, that kind of thing. We're becoming so accustomed to listening and watching content when we want. Right. Where radio still has its place, but it is a, once it's aired, it's done. Right. You can't go back in time to hear that commercial again or that song again, right. which is the uniqueness of radio. It's mm-hmm. a companion and such, but uh, the, the message and the, the opportunities with podcasting much different, and it's a different approach than just writing a 30 or 60-second commercial. Right. Now right. you're creating a long form, whatever how length uh, long your podcast is, but it's a, a, a message that can resonate much stronger right. at the time that the listener wants it available to them. And that's a good point because even with like, if I've missed a TV show, like a Today Show or something like that, and oh, the so-and-so was interviewed, I can go back online, find it, listen to it on my computer, but I have to go through all those steps. Mm-hmm. And so, and with radio, the same thing, right. you go back and listen to something, but you got to go through all those steps of finding mm-hmm. it with podcasting. It's right there. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Brett, one of the issues that we continually discuss with our clients is to know and understand their transferable skills. Um, you brought strong transferable skills to your new company. So can you discuss your evaluation of such skills, how you utilize that knowledge in your discussions with new clients? Well, this is going to be a shameless plug, but it, I learned a lot from producing this podcast. Okay. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, being a part of this podcast actually helped me to start realize the transferable skills I do have, and it confirmed that I have them as well, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Whether you noticed or not, a lot of episodes, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm nodding my head, either internally <laughs> right. or physically, doing it's like, okay, that confirms that I'm, I'm on the right track and such. So I think we... Again, this is not the purpose of this podcast is to, you know, give us props for, you know, creating the successful Encore Career Podcast. But I do believe we have some great content that whether you're learning about yourself or you just need confirmation that you're doing it the right way, we have that here. And that helped me a lot to go through it. And maybe it's not necessarily has to be our podcast, but there are other forms of content that you can listen to and watch that affirm what you have, you know, Mm -hmm. skills and, and I guess I had a lot of them, but it's one of those how, how to use them. I, you know, I can list them in communication. I've got analytical skills, working with my clients to analyze right. what was the problem with the marketing um, I, campaign. I ask you every month, okay, let's talk about the yeah, statistics for exactly. Encore Career. That sure. leads into problem solving then. Right. Um, leadership. Uh, that was a big thing on my part too is that I was a sales manager for a short time, so I led a sales team, and mm-hmm. that had those leadership skills that I had to drill down and go, what did I do right with that? Mm-hmm, right. And what did I do wrong? And remember those those good things and, and bad things, of course, so you don't repeat them, of course. Information management skills, know that I can disseminate information <laughs> properly and, and succinctly mm-hmm. to clients that I'm working with. Project management, yeah, that's again, that those campaigns put together. But in what I do now, it's, it's a larger project of opening mic to recording to publishing that the whole cycle thing. over, the over whole and thing. over again. Mm-hmm. And technology literacy. Oh, yeah. 
that would that to me was not a huge curve, but I knew I had to learn it because this is technology heavy uh, career path mm-hmm. of being podcasting. So uh, I knew I had those skills of just recognizing them and, and being comfortable. Like I know what I'm doing with this. I'm okay. Well, I think that that that's a, a good lesson on those of you who are listening to podcasting. Is you know if you take one thing away. And I think you and I both have taken at least one thing away from every podcast we've oh, done. Oh, most definitely. I mean, we've had incredible guests who have talked to us about Encore careers and interviewing and all those kinds of things, and I always learn something mm-hmm. new. Um, I, I'm sort of sitting here thinking back when we first started working together, and um, you were teaching me how to sell employment for seniors <laughs> to get those sponsorships. Right. And then I think I taught you a little bit about, okay, Brett, we have to make this document something that they're not only going to read, they're going to understand. So, you Correct. know, we had, we were helping each other in those, um, in where our skills lie. Right. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. So, um, when you were uh, looking at this career move, were there opportunities that you pursued to support the career move? Looking back, networking was probably my Achilles heel. I was bad at it. And I'm not saying I'm great at it right now, but I tried it, but felt I was not very good at it. But I also didn't have very good teachers. I didn't find teachers to teach me how to network. And again, I'm going to go back to our Encore Career Podcast of learning. I learned to network a little bit better through mm-hmm. our experts that we brought on about networking right and kind of get it now that it's it's not about me it's about what I can be for the person I'm talking to right it's not networking it's more connecting so I think I'm doing that better and maybe a bit more because the pressure's on me to do that because I own my business versus right. I was representing a business at a networking event that okay I can I can swing and miss many many times and it's not going to hurt me I just was never given the guidance when I was in broadcasting on how to network, right. how to not come off saying, hey, I work at a radio station. I sell ad time. We should talk because you have right. really bad ads on other <laughs> stations. Or if you ever thought about using radio, that's not what it's about. Right. It's about presenting yourself and how, what can I do for you today? You know, I think um, networking, networking is one of the most significant things, particularly for older adults, for mature mm-hmm. job seekers in, in their job search. And it is difficult. Yeah. Um, I always say that my 30 years at Ohio State taught me to be a networker because bottom line, in, when you're in a large bureaucracy, you can't get anything done mm. unless you start to know all the people around campus. And as you're asking them for favors, they're also asking you for favors too. Right. It's just, and that's really what networking is, that lifetime connection. Yeah. It's not a one-time connection if you don't buy my ad, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Right, it's, that's right. not it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, networking is really for those of us who are inherently nosy. Um, we are curious. We mm. want to know what's going on with other people and being a good listener. Right. And and I think um, uh, doing these podcasts, we've had, to, we've had to do as much listening as we've had talking. So Yeah, that's true, yeah. I, and, you know, amongst them, too, I, I kind of I, I did the networking up to, and I tried a lot of different networking groups they, they come in different flavors mm-hmm. they really do mm-hmm. whether it's well i'm not even there's just too many to explain how they work um but i joined a couple of mastermind groups that unbeknownst to me at the time really turned into something that mm. laid a good foundation for me um because it became a base of knowledge and accountability right to i had to the next meeting do this or the next meeting do this or they were connecting me with uh 
different opportunities or software or um, tricks to the trade of being an entrepreneur that made that transition easier mm-hmm. and helped me propel that way. And I, I still connect with those people that I have now moved on from those mastermind groups. They've just dissolved. That's, that's the nature of the, of the beast. Usually they just kind of dissolve because of time constraints and such, but I still am connected with those people in, in mm-hmm. one form or another. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that in itself was a different type of networking, I guess, but more of a planned monthly or biweekly meeting that you did online and you had to bring something to the, to the table right. in regards to what you did the neck from two weeks ago or three weeks ago to get your business to where you want it to be today. Right. Well, and then, so to take that all back to my original question, the networking is important and what it's, it's not just that you're collecting information, but then in your career move, you're bringing all that information out to your clients. So Mm -hmm. you're giving them opportunities and options that they may not have had before for your particular career. It's, it's in media marketing, Mm -hmm. but for those of us who have gone through other career changes, mine from Ohio State to employment for seniors, I brought all of the employers I worked with at the university to employment for seniors, um, just a different population of clients. Right. So it's the same kind of thing. So, okay, wonderful. Well, so to my next question, um, mature adults often have a variety of reasons for changing employment. It could be um, that they want to do a larger jump into a business, into owning their own, um, some other level of career f- fulfillment, or it could just be financial need. There, there's mm-hmm. a reason to, to do a change in employment. But there are many barriers in creating a company. And, um, you know, they say that older adults do better at creating companies, but I would think age still could be an issue out there. And did you feel any of that when you were? You know, I didn't really feel the age enter in my mind. I guess maybe because I countered it with knowing, walking into this field, I had the combined background of marketing and audio production quality or simply radio that was actually to my benefit. Mm -hmm. And I had others around me telling me that too, that they saw this, you know, you bring something unique to this career path, to this industry that is not there right now, and it's your radio background. So you had something that sort of counterbalanced. Yes. Because podcasting is cutting-edge technology. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I'm, you know, when you're looking at the podcasts on um, online, I don't, you don't always know who, who's behind you don't. it. You yeah, know, you know, you, right. so you don't know if age is an issue. Right. But, but so your background. So that goes back to your transferable skills. Mm-hmm. If, you are, if you have a strong, compelling work story you can bring that into a change in career. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So as you just said, you know, the technology is heavy in this career path. I mean, lots of hardware and software options. You've got, as you remember, when we got our technology, when we first started making a wish list right. of what we wanted to buy, you got microphones, audio board mixers, digital audio workstations, hosting platforms, promotional marketing via social media. And that's just the tip of the iceberg that I could come up with in like one minute. Uh, the initial challenges that I did face were to get very comfortable with a computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I was already ready, comfortable with it, but that was just using some software. Mm-hmm. But this pushed me even further to understand how social media works. Right. Understand the software that's behind, not necessarily building that social media, but to use social media in the most efficient way and all the other things that, that back that up. 
uh, I did a tremendous amount of what I call night school, that uh-huh. I'd work nine to five and then my <laughs> second job, five to nine. Exactly. So, you know, in that night school, I educated myself with best practices, listening to podcasts, reading articles from leaders in the medium, all after work. And that did go on for about a year. I mean, not necessarily every night, but I dedicated a few hours every day to this moving forward, moving because I knew mm-hmm. this is where I was going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to absorb as much as possible. So my, my challenges so far have been in this career path as a podcast consultant is that nobody knows what a podcast consultant is. Right. <laughs> so oh, true, I, we're true. creating this terminology that I right. can't even hashtag in LinkedIn. So I'm yeah. creating my own hashtag following or at least searchable term that I'm hoping in 18 months time is a search term that all of a sudden they're going to find a bunch of stuff right. through hashtag podcast right. consultant or hashtag podcast consultants. So I'm just building up that collateral, at least in LinkedIn. But I did have the understanding of what social media that I need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And for this, me targeting businesses, it is LinkedIn. So again, that's that piece of understanding the social media landscape, what business, what career you're moving into, and know where you need to be with it. Right. Uh, such. So, you know, just in the past 12 months, studies are reporting that more than 50% of adults have listened to at least one podcast over the week this past week. So we're at the, we're at the tipping point now. The right. people know what the term podcast is. Now they may have heard about it. They've heard on radio. They've heard um, a, a TV show talk about it. Or, you know, right. these terms mm-hmm. are starting to pop up in uh, pop culture. Right. And being right. made fun of on Saturday Night Live. Yes, You know, exactly. all, all sorts of stuff. So, you know, people understand or have at least heard the term podcast, but now it's to the point that businesses who are beginning to, the process of starting a podcast, not knowing that they need a consultant. Right. Because they jump in um, and, and they realize this is a bit more work than writing a blog because of everything right. around it. Uh, they need that consultant to advise them on best practices or best ways to reach their intended goals with the podcast that they want to publish. They may not even know what their goals are right? to, to do what they need to do with it. So, well, you know, we, again, I'm creating this whole new world of consultant that they mean they not may not even know that they need it yet <laughs> right well and when you think of it we, we were sort of the guinea pig somewhat for uh, sure we we learned this as we went yeah. along and when we started out the this the successful encore mm-hmm. career podcast it was what's a podcast Brett? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was right. my question so yeah. so yeah so we so that's good but but that all goes back into for our listeners Uh, Are you looking at doing a career change? Do your research. Yes, Do your homework. For sure. Do your night school because you will be better prepared Mm -hmm. for that change. You can't just like suddenly leap. Right. And and you'll understand yourself better if you are ready for that career path. Right. Right. Well, so talking still a little bit more about self-employment, you know, doing an encore career and working for another company is one thing, but to actually jump and create your own company is a whole new ball game. Um, do you see the creation of your company as an important step for your family community? And, you know, even, um, in terms of your, uh, other colleagues and, mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. I, yes. I, I think if older adults take a step back and get comfortable with the realization that becoming an entrepreneur or an independent contractor, whatever terminology you want to put to it is actually taking control of your encore career path. I mean, it could actually, be less resistance to moving on mm-hmm. because we've never seen this kind of economy that supports just that. Right. 
and, and it's, I don't want to call it a gig economy. It's not that it's, you're choosing a career path that you're controlling your own destiny that you're paying mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and you're never too old to do that. Right. I, I don't think you ever are. So, you know, my goal is to continue to grow and work with other independent contractors um, to, to lift some of the load off my day, of course, so I can focus on my business, um, audio, video editors, you know, editing transcripts, social media and such. But additionally, what I'm doing is helping businesses grow their business, though. So right. those businesses that are growing are hiring. Mm-hmm. So we're setting the table that they should be addressing older adults to hire via right. employment for seniors, via successful encore career that lifts the boat all the way around. Wonderful. I hadn't put that together, but yeah, absolutely. Well, that is initially why when I was working with the radio station group here is working with employment for seniors, because if that audience that uh, the radio station geared toward was older adults. Right. So in the back of my mind going, well, if I can help a nonprofit that actually helps older adults find jobs, then I might actually be helping my listenership. Right. Right. (laughs) Have a better economic base because they're working. There and you go. they can buy more of the products that I'm that actually you're, that you're advertising. selling. <laughs> it, but that changed over time, of course. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it, that, that wasn't the total reason I, I joined employment for seniors uh, on the board at the time, but it made sense to me. I think, I think you me. were the, the man up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it made, yeah, it, ultimately it was that, but it, but, but it helped me justify it though, too, that I was mm-hmm. helping an organization do good, but right. it benefits a lot of people and it can benefit me maybe too. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think one thing Employment for Seniors does is it gives us an incredible networking opportunity. You bet. You know, maybe the yeah. network isn't always there, but boy, we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to create it. Mm-hmm. That's for yeah, sure. For sure. So, um, so I'm always interested in in uh, clients' um, educational background, and we I've asked many folks who have sat at our table and talked about their encore career about, you know, what are the types of training or lifelong learning that they've pursued over the years? Um, you you mentioned your night school where you were teaching mm-hmm. yourself. Are there other kinds of things that you did? Uh, I think the biggest turning point I had was attending um, the podcast industry's largest conference called Podcast Movement. Um, I'd never plopped down that kind of money before mm. <laughs> in regards to a multiple day conference and a hotel stay. Um, but I knew going to this would be what would either convince me that was the right direction to go or make some other kind of career choice. Cause I was at that point that I, I needed to do something else. I was getting bored with radio, with what I was doing in radio and I, and there was nothing else for me to do there. Now, lots of signs were turning mm-hmm. to that point. So, um, that was back in the summer of 2016. It took place in Chicago. The family came along and turned into a mini vacation for them as well, too, while I was at the conference. But that conference changed and confirmed everything about the next steps I needed to take. I, that drive home, I was on cloud nine. Nice. It, it just, nice. It, it was the atmosphere I wanted to be a part of. I loved the energy. I loved where this whole industry was going. Um, I can remember the drive back from Chicago. Couldn't wait to start mapping out the process of moving out of this 35 plus year career. I knew it was right. So I, I think taking those steps, sometimes it, whether it's a conference, mm-hmm. whether it's just a, a network event or you go to a chamber event, anything can be that turning point. Right. That all of a sudden you, you talk to the right people or you, you write, meet the right person and it clicks. You have to be out there. Somebody said something to me just earlier today that um, baby boomers, and you're not a baby boomer, but from that, are right. the, the, those old, of us, I'm an who, old Gen X. you're an old yeah. Gen X or mm-hmm. not quite a baby boomer, mm-hmm. um, but that we tend to be lone wolves because we have been used to being out there and hit the grind, mm-hmm. do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And so what happens is that we end up 
overthinking what we want to do, where we want to be, and can't make decisions because we're overthinking. So just getting outside of your own box opens up those opportunities. And and listening to people around you, giving you compliments and giving you those little cues that you're good at that. Mm -hmm. And really taking it to heart and just fluffing it off. I think we're of a generation that we kind of don't take those compliments very well. Mm -hmm. And we kind of joke them off and such, but we need to turn that and go, yeah, I... Thank you. I appreciate that. And just say thank you, but let it resonate. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so my next question, I took this right off your website where um, Circle 270 Media, your company, provides a wide array of services to clients, including content marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. So why don't you give your, give our audience an overview of your work and how you assist clients um, sort of Cut through all that gobbledygook I just oh, said. Yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> it, it begins with a one-on-one meeting with a client when they're interested in, in the podcast. A lot of it is because it's so murky and so convoluted, as I just mentioned. There's so many moving parts to this. And let me just also specify, your clients could be private industry, sure. could be other nonprofits, it could be government offices, mm-hmm. really any organization. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I, I really have actually have evolved even the last three years. When I first started, it was going to be working with independent podcasters, maybe helping them find sponsorships, be, maybe creating a network mm-hmm. of independent podcasters. And an independent podcaster being, um, you know, you could classify as a brother, sister, or two sisters, or, you know, a couple of friends just opening up mic and they want to talk about movies, mm-hmm. you know, is there an opportunity for them to monetize that right. podcast? I was looking at it as, Hey, I can bring my background, help them teach them, monitor them, how they can sell their podcast and help them consult that mm-hmm. way. That didn't come to, to be, but made the shift into branded podcasts, working with businesses that actually are using this tool for content marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. lifting their brand, lifting their business without being a 30-minute sales pitch. Right. But it's that lifestyle around the podcast or just that a, a podcast wants to be created around the business that they just want to interview movers and shakers in our community right. and represent themselves as we are on the pulse, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, I talk with them one-on-one. We go over questions like, you know, what's the purpose of the podcast? What does your business have to offer via podcast? And what's its impact? Um, I, I really make sure that they're understanding what this podcast is going to do, can do, and the time's going to take. Right. So, you know, who's going to be hosting? Will the podcast include guest interviews? Who's the target audience? Is the podcast focused on B2B, business to business, or business to, to consumer, or both? It can. Um, how often do you see each episode being published? Uh, what does the success of the podcast look like for your business? as well as how you're going to measure the key performance indicators. They're called KPIs or return on investment, or sometimes it's called return on influence. Oh, right. Because, because you can use your podcast to influence mm-hmm. and network and such. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different pieces and it's so flexible. Right. That That's why those questions are there is to really make the client think, why do you want to do this? Doesn't mean it can't evolve as we've done with mm-hmm. a successful encore career over time, but where does it going to start? What do you right. want to get accomplished? And, you know, then I customize a plan for that business based in part on the answers and uh, other things that come up. Because usually once you start to get them thinking, they just start rolling right. with it. And that's right. all vital information. I mean, the technology and how podcasting works is, like I mentioned, just a, a bit murky and mysterious for most people. And it doesn't help. There's a lot of misinformation available when you Google search the topic. <laughs> Everybody's brother's got an idea really? of what equipment to buy, what to this, that, and the other. Um 
my main job is to keep our clients on task, on focus, delivering the message that resonates with their podcast listeners. Okay. That's the bottom line. That's what it's all about. You had mentioned to me once a while ago that um, just like new businesses close down quickly, um, podcasts close down quickly. Sure they do. You know, and yeah. if there isn't some consistency, you can't do it just because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. It has to have a purpose. Yeah, I, I usually put together, uh, help them put together a, a 12-month plan. Okay. And it doesn't matter the publishing frequency. It's put it on paper. What do you want to do each month? Because if, especially if you want to bring in guests, and they may, and you would love to talk to them in May, they may not be available in May. Right. But they will be available in March. Right. So you hook up an interview with them in March, but you don't publish that episode till May. That's Which a, we do okay. on a regular basis. You bet. Right. So it's that game plan of keeping you on task and making sure that you know what topics are going to be talked about. Team members are going to be a part of it. It, it starts to gel when you start to do that. And that's not earth shattering. That's what you do with social media, marketing, planning, anything. You right. put it on a calendar and it's all in pencil, mm-hmm. but you know, at least here's the roadmap. Well, when we started ours, we, the first thing we did was sit down and say, what are the topics we could talk about? Mm-hmm, and yeah. then, then started actually looking to see, okay, who could we talk to about these right. topics? I don't know, that list may have been two pages long, and I mm-hmm. think it's still a page long because there's just, every time we take something off, we put something else back on there. Correct. We've always, always got new yeah. ideas. Or we, so. uh, we kind of dive even deeper right. into topics that we know that, okay, we've covered that mm-hmm. enough times, but can we, can we cut that even more? Oh, we have a good person now that can talk about it at a, at a different way of talking about it because right. you never know what conversation is going to click with a, a listener. There's right. not enough ways to talk about resumes. Oh my gosh, yes. You can talk to tons of people, but each one has their own um, presentation of it, and it may click different with a listener. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, what's not on my notes that I wanted to make sure I remembered to tell our listeners is that Brett just won an award oh. from AARP Ohio mm-hmm. called Excellence in Disrupt Aging mm-hmm. um, for bringing technology to employment for seniors, particularly mm-hmm. the podcast program. So yes. um, applause, applause well, to thank, Brett and, and all his work. Well, uh, thank for, you for nominating me. Well, the, I, you know, it was interesting talking to them about this award, that it's um, it's part of a, a series of seven or eight that they can give out every year, mm-hmm. but they don't give this one out every year. It just depends on the applicants. Right. So that was kind of neat, too. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't one of those you have to fill a bucket. Right, that, right. Which our knowledge of award giving yes. through you know our legacy event, I thought, boy, that's a comfortable zone to be in. That yes. you have, you know, again, I think it was seven awards that they could give out. It's like, well, it depends on who ap- who applies. You can kind of match them to that, and you may not have disrupting aging award for maybe three years. Right. Well, and and I was really excited because disrupt aging is the name of the book that the national CEO of AARP wrote, um, Joanne Jenkins, mm-hmm. called Disrupt Aging, which is a great book. Uh, particularly if you're in your late 40s, 50s, because it's really helping you to prepare to do that jump into the 60s. And and, uh, um, so it's just got some great ideas and Mm -hmm. talks about, you know, um, yeah, we're here and it doesn't matter how old we are. We're going to do the things we want to do. And I did a little bit of research on the disrupt aging concept on AARP's website, and and they're really looking at it more than just even older adults. They, They have some pictures of younger Mm-hmm. young teenager or not young teenagers but younger adults let's put it that way that they're disrupting their concept of what a gen x or gen y or gen z is very true every very generation true. has mm-hmm. its stigma right and i i think that's a great example that there are people at the forefront whatever age and whatever age group that they're breaking those stereotypes right 
which and that's, that's neat. Yeah, which we do with our um, age-friendly Columbus Franklin mm-hmm. County program. Right. If it's good for a senior, it's good for a millennial mm-hmm. because uh, everybody needs to have a bus shelter if right. they're riding the bus. Yeah, so, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, congratulations well, on thanks. your award. So yeah. um, the last question that I always ask um, our, our um, guest, uh, what are the top three or four steps that you feel our listeners can utilize should they be considering a career change and taking them into self-employment or into a new encore career? And, you know, what should they consider as they venture into this new career journey? Yeah. Number one, I'd say believe in yourself. Know that you have the abilities to do what you really want. Um, really take a look at your accomplishments and recognize even the smallest of them. Know that it's worth something to somebody. Mm-hmm. And just putting them all together, you'll get where you need to go. Uh, Two, absorb and research as much information as you can about what you're moving into. But don't let that be a stumbling block that you, oh, I haven't read enough. I haven't listened enough. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a a tipping point there that you know you're going to be reading the same thing over and over and you're hearing the same thing over. I think that's probably the point where you kind of go, I've got a good handle on this. Mm -hmm. I would at the same time, there is a series by uh, the author Jen Sincero. Read or listen to these, and, and don't be offended by the titles of these books, but they are great. Um, her series, You Are a Badass, You Are a Badass at Making Money, and You Are a Badass Every Day, it's a phenomenal series. How, how do you spell the author's name? S-I-N-C-E-R-O. They are great. In fact, the audiobook may be a better uh, way to absorb than reading the book, but it depends on if you're a reader or a listener. They are common sense types of scenarios to help you get through the struggles you're going to realize moving from working a nine to five job mm-hmm. to taking it on your own. And, and one good example, not example, but I'm going to uh, state what she says in there that you're going to have, and this is one of my points too, is you're going to have the naysayers. You're going to have people in your family and your close network of friends just downplay what that you're mm-hmm. moving. You're saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Guess what? You need to move them out of your circle. Right. Because they're only going to bring you down and they're only going to plant self-doubt. Mm-hmm. They're not part of your success anymore. Right. You can still love them from afar, but they're not part of your game plan anymore. Right. You've, you've been, I always tell clients, you've been powerful for years. There's no yeah. reason you can't continue to be yeah. powerful. And I give a selfless plug to Go back and listen to Encore Career Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, really, there are some gems. We we put a lot of heart and soul into this series. And there's a lot of good stuff there that wherever you are in your journey, there's a topic there that will help you. It wasn't always, not all of our episodes are about finding a job. It could be some that are, well, you found it already, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be a better person overall networking. You can take those networking uh, uh, episodes and still use even when you're beyond finding that right. new career, you well, still tips to network. doesn't matter whether you're interviewing with an employer for a job mm-hmm. or you're interviewing potential new clients for your new for your company right. so those kinds of skills are always yeah. number so. three yeah number three talk to people you trust about your ideas um stay away from the naysayers as i mentioned um you, you know who they will be don't even tell them right just do it yeah. um this step creates accountability keeps you moving because what's going to happen is you talk to them about your idea and they're going to the next time they see you they're going to bring, hey, how's that, how's that idea going? Right. And if you don't want to answer them, I'm still at the same stage. The more people you tell, the more, more likely Very you're true. going to keep moving. 
Is that why I'm an introverted thinker? I don't tell anybody anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I found that to be true. And I made a concerted effort to tell people that I was there. Those that I could trust because I was still a full-time employed. Mm -hmm. But those that I knew that would keep me to task and move me forward, I told. Right. And your family's been really supportive. Right. Shout out to the Johnson family. They've been incredibly supportive. And then four, create the business name, get the LLC, create the business cards, and create a bank account. Do it. Oh my you, gosh. You, yes. you, when you start making money, that money has to have a home. Right. It's it's the natural flow of things. And again, I'm, you're going to hear that from Jen Sincero. I'm a total total believer in it. You you if you make the money, it's got to go somewhere. Right. So just get off your butt and do it. And as I always tell myself when I get a client payment in the mail, respect the check. <laughs> there. You, oh, absolutely. Respect the check. I, don't don't let it lie around. Oh my Deposit gosh. Deposit that bad boy in that account. And, and every penny it, counts. Right, it does. And and then you're making money and you're moving forward and that it, it just continues on. But right. I, those would be the four things I would suggest. Absolutely. Oh, that's fabulous. That is fabulous. Brett, thank you. Sure, this thank has been you. an incredible podcast today. And as Brett said, we have other Encore careers that we've talked to. Um, I think you're probably the not the first to go into their own business, but... Um, I think we've put a lot more emphasis this time on mm-hmm. creating your business, but we have other Encore careers who have gone to work for other companies. And, sure. and um, there's that absolutely whole, nothing wrong with that. Right. And, there, it, and Encore career is not a magic name either. No. Uh, it, you don't have to be doing something spectacular to be an Encore career. Mm-hmm. You know, a retired school teacher can go and work in customer service at another location and that's their Encore career because mm-hmm. that's what they wanted to do. Correct. So, uh, so don't um, get hung up by the jargon, mm-hmm. by the uh, the craziness. So anyway, thank you to all of our listeners today for joining us. Brett, thank you for today's podcast, focusing on your own Encore career, as well as the support and assistance you've provided to make the successful Encore Career Podcast an award-winning program. So thanks to listeners. And if you have any questions or ideas on our podcast program, contact Employment for Seniors at www.employseniors.org or email at info at employseniors.org. Thanks again.